0: Views expressed on the Health on a Wind podcast is not a substitute for the medical advice of a licensed physician, nurse practitioner, or any other health professional who's care you are under. Consult with your healthcare professional about any matters relating to your health and health needs, and before beginning any new health program or implementing any health information discussed on this podcast, or on WhatMyHealth.com. So this isn't here. I mean, it's there.
1: I'm jigging with it. Na, 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 na.
0: <laughs> you had to. This is staying in. This is the intro.
1: Great.
0: So we're here for the fourth episode of Health on a Whim, the What Is My Health podcast. Mike Travato, your host, which I still don't feel fully comfortable just putting out there, but I mean, I, I guess I I am the host, so You're I should host. say it. You're the host with the at most. At some point, not the most what? That's that's not even a thing. <laughs> Fine, uh, just the host then. Uh, but I'm here with Elena Travato, my guest today, who is the author of the blog Being in Tune on WhatIsMyHealth.com. She is an Art therapist, going through her training hours, right? I'm not misrepresenting you here. 100% accurate. Also happens to be my sister. Which, you know, it's always good to uh, get some time to hang out. Yeah, much uh, needed. Yeah.
1: Long overdue, I'd say, too.
0: Yeah. I guess we should probably talk about... I know you wanted to ask me some stuff about your blog. Where do you feel like your blog is going right now? Because I know you said... obviously it started out as like music with the flexibility to do other stuff and now you know you started branching out into other stuff
1: yeah well that's part of the reason why I slash we landed on that title to begin with being in tune was it was music related but also really like mental health related which is obviously the field I'm in and something that I try to to work on for myself more regularly, Um, like being in the field and having been in school for the last two and a half years and um, working in the mental health field, this idea of being in tune with yourself and your thoughts and your feelings and just your entire being, I thought was kind of an all-encompassing thing that could...
0: Well, you, you Allow said me to branch. you said too that that the phrase being in tune was. I mean, it worked on a lot of levels for you. Yeah. But you did say it was like an art therapy term that you're using a lot in your in your like classes, right? Like it, it you didn't. It came from multiple places.
1: It's not something that I use verbatim, but it really reflects on the idea of self awareness, and that's something that I talk about all the time. Like just with the concept. Whoever I'm working with, yeah, so i I do lots of different lots of different topics uh, when I run my groups. Some are coping skills, some I do meditation groups, I do goal setting and I feel like it always boils down to some similar points, and one of that and one of those points is being aware of yourself in different situations in um different environments and understanding what works for you. Because we you know, I, I always say this as well, like I could I could sit around and give people advice and say try this and check this out and X, Y, and Z but if you're sitting there regardless of who you are, if it's, you know, people that I work with or friends or family, if you're sitting there looking at me and saying like, okay, I'm never gonna do that.
0: you are never gonna be Self-aware, you mean?
1: No, never going to, you know, with whatever advice I offer. Oh, or, oh, oh try, try this. This might help. Or do this. This might help. If you're sitting looking at me and saying, that's not me, I'm never going to do that, then I'm not really helping. So
0: right. that's
1: part of this idea of, you know, if you know that whatever, um, if you know that something's not for you, or if you know that something will work for you to help improve your mood or improve your uh, emotional well-being, then... Those are the things to focus on. Those are the things to be in tune with.
0: I feel like that's a lot easier said than done, though. <laughs> like, I like.
1: I know it probably sounds like this big abstract concept, which it kind of is.
0: <laughs> it, it, it is, it's like it's simple, because it it it's really just listening to yourself, which it sounds like a simple thing to do, but to I don't know. There's just I feel like there's a lot of noise that goes on around us from a like on a day to day basis, you mm-hmm. know. Oh yeah. And to sit there and really just kind of filter all of that out and listen to just yourself. Mm-hmm. Like I I have a hard time and I I know that these are things I should be doing. But I have a hard time doing it because these you know, you know even even as I'm thinking about stuff for myself, things will just pop into my head like all the time and I'll get sidetracked thinking about 17 other things. Mm-hmm. So, I feel like it takes a lot of practice. It does. And you really have to in a way okay. you're trying to think less, but forcing yourself to think less is almost thinking harder, you know? Like does that make any sense to you or is
1: it? We I run um a, like a mindfulness group, a meditation group and I've been trying to do meditation on my own for I would say the last maybe eight months or so, uh, probably more than that actually. It's probably close to a year that I've really tried to jump into this world of meditation and understand a little bit of what it is, how it you know, how it really works, and how it can benefit and I think I think there's something to be said for the for having the ability to kind of silence everything else going on and really focus on yourself. But for a lot of people, I think it's really challenging. And without a lot of practice in learning how to do it, it's going to seem like this really unattainable thing.
0: I have to ask you, though, because you say, like, in learning how to do it, like meditation, I feel like there's there's two different arguments about meditation. Not arguments, but there's one that's like, there are some people who believe that there are certain ways to properly, quote unquote, properly meditate. Right,
1: being what then, like?
0: I'm not. I'm not saying I know what that uh, is. I just <laughs> I know that I've heard people speak about meditation differently. Uh-huh. Some people, they prescribe to a certain way where you have to have a mantra or chanting the omes, things like that. <laughs> like depending on how you know how deep you want to go with it. Uh, And then I know other people who are just like, you know what, though? Like, I'm just going to sit quietly for five minutes, you know, and I'm going to let that be my meditation, my quiet time, my moment of serenity and Zen, I guess. Mm -hmm. They don't even have to use those terms, but basically that's what, those are the two most common ways I've heard of people speak about meditation. And it's kind of hard to decide, especially as somebody who doesn't meditate, which is like, I, I've, I want to meditate, but I'm kind of hesitant because I, I've heard these two different schools of thought about how to do it, and I'm not quite sure which way to go with it, you know?
1: Let's, that goes back to exactly what I was saying before. You have to figure out what would work for you. Do you think right. you'd be able to sit there with your legs crossed? It sounds so cliche when you say it this way now, but <laughs> do you think you'd be able to sit there with your legs crossed, your hands out to the side, and, and chanting Om for 20 minutes? No. Or, okay. I don't think that
0: would work for me.
1: There's yourself. That's you being in tune with yourself. Perfect example.
0: Uh, That's such a little, answering that question though, is such a little nugget that is being in tune with yourself. And I think that, I think it's so easy to overlook that though.
1: I've kind of adopted this phrase and it's something that like, it's something that, you know, mom always says it uh and she reminds me of these things when i'm when i'm getting really caught up in my own stuff and stressing out about things or whatever it is and she says sometimes you don't always know what you want but it's easier to, to identify what you don't want
0: well yeah i've i don't know if that's something i got from mom could be but i know i've said that a lot i've said that a lot in reference to relationships like mm-hmm. failed the relationship that's a failed relationship or not even I don't even want to call it failed.
1: I was gonna, I was about to stop you. And yeah. And tell you not to use that word. No.
0: But, okay. Know, whatever works for you. Relationship ending, mm-hmm. and another relationship ending. After yeah. each relationship, I feel like I learned. That's not. To say, it's not to say I didn't learn things about what I wanted, but I learned a lot more about what I didn't want. Mm-hmm. Because when it comes down to it, I still wanted to be with somebody who was. You know, had a good sense of humor and had uh, was like thoughtful and considerate and had all these positive traits. But the positive traits, I might have added a couple of traits, like specific things that I just found I liked. Mm-hmm. But it was really a lot more of okay. Well, I don't like this, and I don't like that, and this really bothers me more than I realized.
1: Yeah, to so think about relationships. After a relationship is ended, it's usually for a reason. It's yeah. Not usually just because, you know, people are like, Well, that was fun. See ya. I
0: mean there are people who do that. Sure, like...
1: yeah, but typically I guess relationships end for a reason, and the reason is usually not the best one. It's not the most positive one. So those those well, things that you quote unquote don't like maybe are a little more prevalent, reflecting back. Here's one of the things that caused the divide. Let me make sure to be extra aware of that.
0: I should say, like obviously we're talking about relationships with a significant other, but there are so many I guess it doesn't even have to apply strictly to that. It could apply to your friendships.
1: Absolutely. Oh yeah. It can apply to. I'm even thinking like. Um, I'm bringing this back to me personally, so apologies no, for I mean, making it, it personal. Exp- but
0: speak from your sper- experience. <laughs> from.
1: So I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty fresh, you could say, still into the like workforce and the career workforce, and. But even as a student and even getting lots of hands-on experience, there's certain things, um, I'm thinking like there's certain aspects of supervisors that I've had that hasn't worked for me and hasn't really been my cup of tea where going forward I either say, okay, I would like a supervisor that has maybe more of this instead of this. That's half of it. And the other half is I know what I don't want to do. As a therapist, because of what I learned and what I saw from this other person, that really didn't work and didn't jive for me. I've learned a lot about that and a lot about myself. As a person, as a therapist, as you know, a, a professional, I guess, just in
0: your having those with your supervisors. Yeah,
1: having those hands-on experiences with coworkers, with supervisors, with professors. Even I mean, I love all my professors, but. You know, they're all they're all therapists, too, and they're all in my field. So yeah. I, like, take little bits and pieces and say, okay, this I really think would work for me. This I might do a little differently. This I might try to totally avoid, you know?
0: Right. I think it's interesting that you bring up, like, a supervisor or a boss because that, <laughs> so, is, a, that is absolutely a, an important relationship that you have in your adult life wherever you wind up working. Unless
1: you're your own boss.
0: Right, unless you work for yourself. But... <laughs> but also, then,
1: well, then you got to know, you know, if you had a boss that you didn't like for reasons that you're aware of, or that that you didn't get along with, then you can know, like, here's how I do or don't want to treat my employees. That's you know? true. If it you goes under, both ways, right?
0: And the, well, the other thing though is, if you think about your social relationships, right, your yeah. your significant others and your friendships, mm-hmm. those mostly. The vast majority of those you you ha- you make those by choice. <laughs> I would hope so. Whereas like with a job, and yes, you can choose to work at a certain place, choose a certain job, but a lot of times you don't have a choice of who your boss or your supervisor is. But that's right. a re- that that relationship is so important to the way you you know you function at work, mm-hmm. the way you feel about your job.
1: Mm-hmm. And to an extent, I would maybe maybe even think you're your level or degree of success with what you're doing. You know, not that, you know, I wouldn't say to give any one person that much power over how you handle yourself and how you operate as a person. But, um, well, no, in a job setting, if you have a boss that you're working under, you kind of have to, there are some parameters, maybe more so than in a friendship. I think the, that I you th- have to kind of abide by.
0: I think there are certain types of managers like, like, if you're if you're a boss, right, I would oh. think that your your priority would be to get the most out of your employees. You have to put people in a position to be successful. Yeah. So if your relationship with the employee, and you know, as an employee, your relationship with your boss, if that is strained, yeah, I think I think you're right about the success. I think you're you're more likely to be successful if you have a positive, healthy relationship with your superior, oh, your yeah. supervisor or, and your co-workers, all of that that, mm-hmm. that contributes to morale, that contributes to how willing you are, you know, to, you know, if they need you to do something on a, at a moment's notice, mm-hmm. if you have a good relationship, you're going to be a lot more willing to do something for a person who treats you well and who right. respects you and, and where there's a mutual respect between you, mm-hmm. then... I don't really like the way this boss treats me. I got to do this. I know I'm going to, but you drag your feet with it or whatever the case is. Way more
1: like begrudgingly as opposed to willing to help out or put in an extra hour if something comes up. Exactly. Yeah. Or yeah, I, yeah, totally.
0: Yeah. And I mean, I've worked, I've worked, I, I don't even know how many different places at this point in my life, but like, I can't even off the top of my head come up with an example necessarily. I could just, all I can tell you is I know that, the relationship you have with your with your boss changes your work environment for better or for worse.
1: A hundred percent.
0: And there are some places where just people don't like working because there's just that...
1: That aura or that yeah. vibe. There's that that yeah. vibe that just takes over the place and kind of puts a cloud over things. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I've been there. <laughs> and obviously... I think a lot of us have been there.
0: Yeah. And and again, that. You learn a lot from those situations too.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What's frustrating about that is that's your livelihood. You know, like that's how you earn money. You know, when you're talking about your job, and a lot of people, I think, feel like they don't really have. I feel like the perception is that there's a lot less control we have over our job than we do. You know, you take a job and you you're there and you work there until you either find something else or they let you go or you know you're maybe you're forced to change your job but for the most part like you're there for a while in a lot of these situations i guess it's changing now though people aren't staying at a company as long as they used to there's a lot more migration like when our with our parents generation mm-hmm. dad dad worked maybe three places after he graduated yeah, I know was got, about right. Maybe you know, four. he right. He, he was at, he was at his last company for 20 almost 20 years. It was 20? Oh, he, he made, it made 20? 20. Years. Okay. Oh yeah,
1: he stayed for that.
0: But like I I don't I feel like that's changing. I feel like a lot of people in our generation are a lot more uh, migrant in terms of like the companies that they work for. They'll work somewhere for a few years and then they'll they'll move on to something else and something else and something else and mm-hmm. I think it's it's an entirely different landscape than it used to be. It's weird how we got to this point (laughs) because we started talking about... Being in tune. Being in tune in meditation.
1: That's kind of the thing, I think, with the idea of being in tune, though, is that it pertains to so many things. Right. And it's so all-encompassing. It, again, isn't just a music thing. It's it's, uh, a work thing. It's a relationship thing. It's um, a personal well-being thing it's um y- you know it falls under so many or just like grooves into so many different aspects of our life and i
0: think so so many things fall under yeah the umbrella like this, of it
1: this nice little umbrella
0: yeah well, of, a big of umbrella. self-awareness think about like how True. it covers all, so many things
1: it has to be a big a big umbrella yeah
0: yeah
1: but it is no it's 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 a concept, and maybe that's why we were saying earlier how that it feels a little abstract to talk about it in that kind of way. But it all comes back to you. Everything that you do, everything in your life comes back to you. Right. And if you are feeling out of sync or unhappy, or if something's not feeling right for you, then you got to figure out where it comes from and you got to figure out what to do about it. You
0: have to attend to it. Yeah. No matter
1: it, what area it touches on.
0: I think it's easy to overlook those things because so many things, it's just like, well, you know, it's only temporary, mm-hmm. and it's easy to just write it off as, well, this will pass or whatever. And I think I think it's important to know that most things generally, even if, you know, you're going to go through cycles, Yeah. not everything's going to be great all the time, not everything's going to be bad all the time.
1: And you're not always bound, like, by blood to things. Right. Like, you do typically have the option to change things if you needed to.
0: Right. But at the same time, it's so easy to ignore these little things on a day-to-day that might be bothering you, and you may not necessarily notice that there's a trend. I'm trying to figure out how to... When you think about being in tune, do you see it as a long-term or like a a moment-to-moment kind of concept? Both. Both?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's like anything that requires practice. It has to be done regularly in order for it to become a habit. But it can also easily be broken if you don't if you don't maintain. And if you're if you're striving for long term, you got to long term things are built up built from short term things. Things are it's not the best word but
0: <laughs> long term Long
1: term progress is is built by short term Action, I guess I'll say, you can't you What'd can't you say achieve r- something long term. Yeah. Short term action. Uh, well, it depends. No, it's not always repeated. This idea, you know, idea of being in tune. If you want it to be this long term thing, then yeah, you need to continue to do it on a daily basis. But yeah, to answer the question, yes, it, it's short term leads to long term. You can't just. Not be aware on a day to day basis, and then in a year be like, Oh, look at that! I totally knew where I was going that whole time.
0: All right, so let me ask you this your blog is called Being in Tune, and yeah. you write a lot about your own personal mm-hmm. experiences throughout your week and how things resonate with you. Yeah, with the intention of making connections and addressing things that are relatable, I think. You know, based on some of your writing, I would say I
1: would hope so. It's the goal how, to be relatable.
0: How would you, if you were to talk about yourself in terms of how in tune you are with yourself, like where, how do you feel? Where Where do you stand as far as that goes?
1: Um, like if you're talking on a a one to ten scale type of thing, it, not not it doesn't so have funky, to be a one but... to ten
0: scale. Just like, would Would you say do you consider yourself to be in tune with yourself?
1: Yes. Not... I
0: feel like that comes... You're, you're not, not like... Well,
1: <laughs> not perfectly, by any means. Not consistently. Um, I, you know, I... I miss things. I, I, I wrote an article. Um, I think it was called, like, Proactively Self-Aware, where... You know, I addressed by like Thursday or Friday, I think it was, I addressed... That this like, is a playlist, right? Yeah, yeah, a playlist, I meant. That's yeah. that's right. So it was a playlist, proactively self-aware, and by Thursday or Friday, I wound up doing this big reflection on how there were these little things that went on during the week that that I felt, you know, one day I was like kind of annoyed about something, and then another day I was feeling whatever kind of way, and I, I thought that I kind of addressed them and handled them at the time. But by the end of the week, it was kind of like everything hit me all at once and I was like, oh, okay. So I was aware of what had happened and I was aware of how I was feeling in these different moments throughout my week, but maybe I didn't bring enough of that self-care element into it where I was really able to say, you know, this is how I was feeling, this is what got to me, here's what I did and I really felt like I was able to put it to rest.
0: So what you what you're saying is like there the little things that bothered you throughout the week that particular week, you were aware of them but you didn't attend to them the way you maybe could have that would have addressed them better?
1: I probably could have addressed them a little more, yeah. The you know, the flip side of it is the flip side of it is too that, you know, you're gonna have you're gonna have days. You know, you're gonna have oh, those yeah. days. So even if I had address them more thoroughly or more fully I still might have gotten to that point by the end of the week where I was just having a day right. or a morning or whatever it was
0: um, I mean day, like day after day of things that like little things by the end of the week can take a toll where it's just like you're kind of you know you're totally wiped out and you, you push through Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday and then by Thursday, Friday you're just kind of like yeah get me to the end of the week kind of deal at I least think, at work you I know. think
1: that's a a pretty common I would imagine that's a pretty common thing with a lot of people Probably. is like let me get through the week let me just get through these next couple of days um, and I feel like maybe it seems easier that way to just kind of power through but you might you might really be doing yourself a disservice because in not putting in you know five minutes of meditation a day or a ten minute walk or run or something some little things like that to kind of maintain your self-care and your awareness throughout the week, you might crash and burn by the end because you've been pushing and pushing and just literally pushing forward but also pushing everything aside, pushing things out of the way. Or like sweeping
0: things under the rug to the point where like there's so much under the rug that the rug's not even sitting on the floor. Right, (laughs) and
1: then you tumble over and you're like, how did I get here?
0: Yeah, well, so for you, how do you because we said being in tune is like a, something you have to be conscious of and you kind of have to, it's almost like you have to provide your own checkpoints, right? Like if you're being self-aware, unless somebody's standing there behind you being like, hey, how are you feeling right now? Like <laughs> you kind of have to monitor that for the most part
1: on your yourself,
0: own. right? I mean, you could have an accountability partner, I guess. Like yeah. if you have somebody who who is like willing to, you know there to and you can like check each other and and say like hey how's it going today like you're doing okay um but if you don't have that like how do you what like what do you what, what kind of stuff do you do when you don't have somebody who's asking you questions that are rooted in like self-awareness how do you stay in tune with yourself
1: i have some perhaps bizarre little tricks that i do you know, besides my regular self-care things like um, like coloring or meditating or yoga, like my my little healthy habits besides those.
0: Um, yeah, I wanted to ask you about those too, but keep going. Okay.
1: I have two thoughts. I'm going to try to make them out, come out clearly. So my first thought is I think it's important to try and understand your own personal baseline.
0: What do you mean by that?
1: Like where you are pretty regularly like where your mood is regularly where your energy level is regularly where your emotions lie regularly and then and get comfortable and get aware of of where that is where that baseline is and then it might be easier to detect when you have a spike if you're if you understand your baseline you know you know that you're usually you know, pretty mellow. So I'll say for, for me, for example, I'm, I'd like to think that I'm a pretty energetic person, but my energy, I think is a pretty mellow energy a lot of the time.
0: I was going to say, I mean, I obviously, I know you quite a while. I don't know that I mean, you have you have an energy, but I wouldn't use the word energetic to describe you. Because you are, you, you are kind of laid back.
1: Yeah. So I, I, yeah. Okay, so we'll roll with that. So I Whatever my energy is, however you want to describe it, in this mellow kind of laid-back way, I definitely have energy and passion about things, but I'm not a person who's going to be so overt in showing that for the most part. My baseline is pretty mellow for the most part. I have lots of opinions, lots of feelings, lots of thoughts on things, but if I'm noticing that on there's an instance where I'm you know I feel my heart racing or I feel certain parts of my body tensing up a little bit um, I'm getting better at least at at acknowledging that and and saying like oh I like I really have tense shoulders today like I really feel tension or maybe I have a headache because I'm holding tension in my neck or in my my jaw or something and, yeah. I'm, and then I can kind of say like well what's what's going on and <laughs> sometimes Probably more often than I realize, I I'll talk to myself. This happens a lot in the car. Really? Yeah, a lot on car rides, um, driving somewhere. I like to listen to music when I'm driving, but there are some times where I turn the music off and I go like, "What is going on with you? Like, what's going on?"
0: Like this you're talking is, to yourself. Yeah,
1: yeah. I say it, but I say it out loud instead right. of just keeping it in my own head because sometimes it's easier to process when you hear it as opposed to keeping stuff. No, it's, things stuck.
0: I, it's definitely different because otherwise it's just thoughts, right?
1: Exactly, and it's and, easier for,
0: for things to slip in, and, and if you're saying it, there's only one, one thought process that's being
1: acknowledged, yeah, or, Yeah, addressed, yeah. So I'll, I'll, or to I'll, at
0: least taking the forefront. Like you could be thinking, I don't yeah. like if I even if I'm saying something out loud, I might have six other things going sure. on, but paying this attention, and saying it, yeah, yeah, and I got putting you. the effort into putting that out there mm-hmm. in in the forefront. Okay, go ahead. So
1: and it's like it's like a little, you know, instead of doing with another person, you're just doing it with yourself. So saying like, what is going on? And I, I will go through things sometime and say like, okay, you're, you know, no issues going on at home. Job, work's been good. Um, You've, you know, seen your friends this week. So that's going well. Like, what is it that's tweaking you? Um, and I don't always figure it out. That's sometimes where the music comes in. Sometimes I hear a song and I'm like, oh, yes, I needed to hear that right now. And the message from that song helps me realize what's going on.
0: So so music actually, then for you, helps you get in tune with yourself and be in yeah. tune with yourself sometimes. Oh, yeah. Okay. And I think... Because some, wanna... days,
1: some days I don't know. Like sometimes if I'm sitting in the car talking to myself, I can't really figure out what's making me feel that way. Right. I, f- I know I feel a certain type of way. I know I'm feeling anxious or I'm feeling stressed or whatever it is. Yeah. But I don't really know what's what that little trigger is for me. And sometimes, you know, after talking to myself for a little bit, I'm like, okay, let me put this away for a bit and I'll put the music on. And then I'll find myself like looking for some kind of, message or some kind of vibe from a song like you know like like you're in the mood to hear a song but
0: you don't know what song necessarily so is it like you go specifically to a certain song sometimes
1: or sometimes i'll shuffle through and then i hear something i'm like yep i need to hear this right now yeah i don't know why but this is just clicking with me and then a lot of times after i listen to it or sing it through sometimes even halfway through the song i like stop and i'll just like smirk at myself because i'm like that there it is like that's what i need to hear that helped me understand myself because I couldn't do it on my own. So you, I feel like <clears throat> sounds that's, weird to explain out loud,
0: <laughs> right? Like, no, it's but it makes it makes complete sense, and I think it's really relatable because I would say the vast majority of us can relate to getting into your car, um, assuming you drive, or you, whether you know,
1: yeah, headphones. Uh, everybody's got on a bus everybody's or on a got train. an iPhone yeah. or some
0: kind of phone device with music on it. So <laughs> and people have their headphones on all the time. So I think it's relatable to, to get into your car or go, go wherever it is you're going, pop your headphones in, your earbuds you know, your, your are in, or turn your radio on and listen to music. Mm-hmm. I think it's, I, I would say it's the majority of people's default. Like I know for, for, for a fact, every time I get in the car, almost every time I get in the car, I'll turn the radio on. It's not always music. And there are some days where I won't turn anything on if I really just need quiet. But music is one of those, and that's that's I think that's one of the cool things about what you're doing with your blog. The title and the and the execution of it,
1: mm. the and title being the title tuning. being in tune oh, gotcha. and the
0: execution of your blog being in tune, like the the blog itself really meshes well because you said like being in tune is such a subtle it could be such a subtle thing like Mm -hmm. having that moment of oh that bothers me in in a split second Mm -hmm. in in an isolated moment but then you're taking music which so many people use to express not even express their emotions necessarily but like like I know when I feel angry Mm -hmm. I'll put on I'll put on there's a certain playlist that I might go to you know, I'll put on like older Linkin Park, like some heavier music, mm-hmm. and it just kind of helps me, I don't even know how to describe it, like, I don't know if it's release the tension, it, it meets me at the level I'm at.
1: Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? 100%. I definitely think I've used that analogy at times. Like, I remember specifically for some reason writing about um, some 21 Pilots song, and they have a, a funky eclectic style anyway, but this particular song, it had like almost four different sections to it where there was this part and then there was this part where he screams and then there was this like reggae breakdown. Yeah. And it was so scattered. And I was like, I remember writing like, this is what I needed today because my brain was all over the place and this matched that. This, you know, it, it exactly was on par with where my head was at. And maybe it was like, you know, it helped me to just realize that people feel this way sometimes. And the fact that it's in a song that millions of people listen to and millions of other people can relate to, it's like, okay, this band can feel that way at times. Other people listening to it can feel this that way at, at times. And that's how exactly how I'm feeling right now.
0: So what is it about music?
1: Ugh. I don't even
0: know how to finish the question. I don't feel like I have to. What is it about music that does it for me? Yeah. Okay, so like clearly music has a special quality. It does. What is it to you? what What do you think that is?
1: I almost want to say, I want to use this idea of like, for me. Music and I have this reciprocal relationship where it gives so much to me, and I don't know if I can even say I give back to it very much. I mean, I like to sing, so maybe in my own little strange way, that's me, you know, paying my respects or, you know putting some energy towards that music that's helped me so much, but also even just writing about it.
0: Well, what you just said kind of triggered a thought in my mind. You said music gives so much to you. And then when you said you feel like you give something back to it, I thought, like, you seem to, to stall and we're looking for something. And what I was thinking when you said that was music doesn't ask for anything. You mm-hmm. can't really give – you can – you can perform music, you can sing, you can play an instrument, but it's 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 not a tangible thing that re, re, like requires you to do anything. Right, it requires it's anything It's going to be there. The you That's know?
1: true. I definitely agree with that. the The other thing that popped into my head was that I I have I really feel like I have so much respect for music as a just as a thing for artists for, you know, songwriters, for people who put their time and energy into creating this thing that I love and respect so much. Um, and ugh, this, just sounds, this is going this to sound so, like, so introvertish, like, to the max, but, like, it's always there, you know? Music is always there for you.
0: I mean, basically, it's not... Music is not something that's ever going to talk back to you. It's not going to tell you, no, I'm not going to play for you right now. Right. Like if you want to listen to music, barring like a power outage or some kind of like technical malfunction, yeah, it's there. You can access it whenever you want.
1: Yeah. It's always there. And even if you can't be listening to it, you can sing along to nothing. And, oh yeah. and when songs pop in your head, you can hum, or hum, you know, hum while walking around your apartment or... You know, just have your own little jam party even if you can't listen to it. You can, you know, tap your toes and have a song playing your head at work while you're doing paperwork. Like, it can always have a presence Does that, in your life. Is that, like,
0: comforting to you at all, to put it that way it and is, to think about it that way? I've
1: thought about it this way pretty, pretty recently, but I think it's been something that I've known for a little bit. Like, it is... It is so... <laughs> This is going to sound ridiculous, but I'm going to say it anyway. I mean, it's... I've had this thought that if I ever got stranded on a desert island, and, you know, I don't think I'd survive, first of all. I'm going to put that out there. That's an entirely different
0: conversation. (laughs) You could
1: be in serious trouble. I could rub
0: two sticks together for about an hour, (laughs) and I'd probably be dead within three days.
1: (laughs) Right, but if I had nothing, if I had nothing, if all... Let's put it this way. If I had everything taken from me, all my possessions, all my comforts in life, I would still have music because I have it in me. Oh God, that's so sappy. Wow. But, but seriously, I no, have I, it in okay, me.
0: Let's, but I d-
1: you know what I mean? I like, get why...
0: <laughs> yes. It does sound... It sounds very so like... Cliche. It sounds very... Uh, <laughs> it
1: sounds very Grammy speech.
0: Not even Grammy speech. <laughs> it sounds, I don't know. Music's like, always in me. It's like... Uh, I don't even know how to describe it. It's a very abstract kind of thought. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. like... If you have a song in your head and you have nothing else, yeah. you can still play the song in your head.
1: I will never lose that.
0: I mean, unless you, well.
1: What, what get dementia? Maybe.
0: <laughs> I mean, I suppose.
1: But, you know, it, as, it, for all intents and purposes, whatever music I, I know and love and have inside me, I will always know and love and have inside me. Right. And I think that's part of why I love sharing music so much. Is because it is so important to me and I love having an opportunity to introduce people to a new song or new artist and have them listen to it and say, I love this song, or this made me dance around my house, or this made me cry, and it's exactly what I needed to hear today. Like I I get so much joy out of that, and so much joy knowing that I can be like this like liaison and this like vehicle to continue to spread music to anyone who you know wants to hear it or wants to learn more about it. I I can't tell you how much I love that. It there's not a strong enough word honestly.
0: No, I get it. It I mean, makes me like, so
1: excited. It makes me so excited. It's like to have someone say I loved the song or to say, "Hey, this made me think of you. Take a listen and see if you like it." and have them be like this is getting downloaded immediately. Like I, right. That's like the best feeling.
0: <laughs> I feel like it, it's similar to like, oh, hey, like you gotta watch this show. Yeah. Like people make recommendations about TV shows, they make recommendations about movies, restaurants. Mm-hmm. Like with those kinds of things, we share them because we want to sh- we want to connect with people about something. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean everybody's gonna like it. And I think we, I feel like we also take it personally if somebody doesn't like something that we recommend. A little bit. Like, do you ever feel that with your music, or like, do you not take it that way? Um, not your music, but like the music that you like in your co- your your playlists and your favorite stuff. Like,
1: I think, I think I do sometimes. I think I would be more likely to take it personally if it were like a personal recommendation. Like, if I sent a song to a friend and they were like, "Yeah, it's okay," and I'm like, "Oh man, I thought you really liked that."
0: Like you specifically sent yeah. a song. With a person specifically in mind. Yeah. And they said no. Yeah. So. Or, would, you know,
1: didn't really, weren't really impacted by it as much as I thought they might
0: be. Right. So maybe you that's would feel, on me, but. you would feel like you missed the mark in terms of how well like you knew them or how well you um, kind of read them?
1: Maybe. I think, I think there would definitely be a moment of disappointment. Um, do, you, do
0: you think it would be especially like. Especially
1: like if it's a close friend. I'd right. Be like, oh man.
0: Do you think I thought I knew you. <laughs> do you think it would feel like a rejection though? Uh. Um, Because I feel like people struggle with rejection all the time. And that something like that is such a small... They're not outright... That doesn't mean your your friendship's over. But, like, little things like that.
1: I can see that. Yeah. I'm trying to think of any instances where I can definitely, like, confirm or deny what you're saying. But I would definitely think there's a little bit of a rejection element to it.
0: If you specifically sent a song to a person and said, hey, I really think you're going to enjoy this.
1: Or, Or thought you might, you know, need to hear this today, you know.
0: And they said, like... I don't really like oh, those. Oh, cool.
1: <laughs> Yeah, or like, or, oh, it was fine. Or, oh, I'll listen to it tomorrow even. Like, that's still fine. I'm still glad if it's a tomorrow thing. But yeah. if it doesn't, I don't know. I, I, guess I, I guess maybe it's a little bit of a pride thing for me. Like, I, because I'm so connected with music, I like to use it as much as I can to connect with other people, which, A, is the purpose of the blog, or, you know, one of the purposes of the blog. But, B, it's something I do... You know, on a day-to-day basis, anyway, with the people in my life. Right. So, um, so because I'm so connected, and because you know, there are sometimes i literally to music, and what it can, what it does for you, me. And you what have it a can personal.
0: For, when you say you've connected to music, you mean
1: just as a whole. I feel so so strongly connected with music in general that uh, maybe it becomes a little bit of a pride thing.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I can Where see that.
1: Where if, if someone doesn't doesn't totally love the recommendation or the yeah the recommendation as much as i thought it's like oh well where was i on that one like how did i how did i miss that uh how did i miss the mark or you know maybe i really didn't understand how they were feeling yeah which you know that in that element it could be helpful too because if they really didn't jive with it then i might be like oh well i might that might prompt me to reach out to them in a different way and try to understand them better right you know it could happen that way too
0: Continue on to hear part two of this episode.